Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that's glad it's not rooming with randos anymore. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. I mean, I assume we're going to talk about this very soon, but I obviously never did that. Oh, yeah, right. Of course. You can t- tell me your experiences. But yes, here we are. Season four, episode one, The Freshman. Original air date, October 5th, 1999. October 5th. Okay, cool. You've never roomed with a rando. Crazy. It makes sense. I never lived away from home. <laughs> yeah. So I guess on co-op, I did room with randos. Okay. I guess that kind of counts. Yeah, because I didn't ever share a bedroom with someone that I didn't oh, know. Oh, okay. I've just lived with them. And, I mean, Buffy's situation seems much worse. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we can talk about Christy or Kathy or Carly or whatever her name is. <laughs> Long story short, I don't really remember her, but, you know, that's fine. And that's okay for this episode. Don't you worry about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. She'll definitely be back later. Oh, what? No, okay. It. Hmm, there's this thing that you do. That could go either way, right? You have no idea. I hate it so much. Because now <laughs> whenever you say a true thing to me, I always think you're lying. And that's just not a way to live, Michaela. <sighs> it is funny how that kind of thing works, you know? Yeah, because you constantly lie to me. Anyway, no, let's start this off with a segment. That Whoa. segment is called prediction and fiction this uh, this is the same genuine magic authentic crystal used by the priests of isis and osiris in the days of the pharaohs of egypt in which cleopatra first saw the approach of julius caesar mark anthony and uh, and so on and so on wow i guess this is just going to be more stuff about how you know everything about this season no kind of the reverse okay oh. so let's <laughs> Let's run down what I do know about the season. If we run, ran down what you know about it, it would be unfair and uncool and would spoil a lot of the things for me. So You did go, go through a bit of a rundown at the end of last episode. Sure, sure. I think I've drafted more of a list here, maybe. Who okay. knows? So we got Spike coming back at some point. Sure. At the beginning of this episode, I thought it happened this episode. Untrue. But he was, like, walking along a sidewalk at night. Some initiative bros come up behind him and tase him. Then they chip him, and at some point he gets loose. That, yeah. Uh, So that brings us on to the initiative. I forget exactly what their, like, overarching goal is. Mm -hmm. But they start out helping Buffy, and maybe they're the big bad of the season at the end? I don't Mm -hmm. really remember who the bad guy is, which is the problem. Because I know for season five, I don't know who the bad guy is. Maybe it's Glory, but there's like the key and the the portal thing and Buffy needs to jump in to close it. And, you know, that's spooky magics, right? Because yeah. Dawn's the key and then Buffy shares the blood, whatever. But this one, I don't really know. Season six I got and then season seven I never watched the entire way through. Right. Season six being the trio of nerds who are great and I love bunches. But yeah, There's I really some exciting stuff in season seven that I'm like, we're still so far away, but I'm so very far. excited because I'm pretty sure you have no idea. And I'm so hyped about we'll it. We'll get there oh in year in like a year and a half. Yeah, it's fine. sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't really remember who the big bad of the season is. So who knows? And I mean, we'll see. Maybe that speaks to the quality <laughs> of the bad. Although 
I guess you remember the mayor, yeah. The mayor is so memorable, right? Yeah, yeah, the mayor's great. Yeah. So Tara shows up. I know that that's good times. I know a lot about Hush. And <laughs> right. not like I can recite the entire, you know, episode from memory or anything. Sure, I but, mean, I could, but that's fine. Yeah. And yeah. That's different. I know about the projector scene where Giles is trying to impress upon the Scoobies the importance or just what's happening in general. And it's amazing physical comedy from everyone involved. Oh, from everyone for sure. It's good because I like, I remember that scene, but I don't remember the specifics of it. So when I get there, I'm still going to have the best time, like relearning all of these jokes. That's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. And then other than that, for the entire season, like Riley and he's the original norm core. I don't know. It's going to be a wild ride. That's what I yeah. got to say. Good. I don't know. That's good. Season three is much easier because I had like fair, uh, Faith, Mayor, Snake, right? Like Those were the, those were the things. Like yeah. they really were. And <laughs> I don't know if you knew how on point you were with all of that. <laughs> and then this season, like I don't have that sense. Yeah. I know so much more about the beginning half of it than mm-hmm. the latter half. That's what I'm hearing, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see how that goes, I guess. Because, yeah, you just waited and waited and waited for that giant snake. Mm. And you were so excited. Yeah. And then yeah. I was right the entire time, and it was great. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this episode actually aired the same night as the series premiere of Angel. Why? Why would they do that? <laughs> the same, like, I don't know. Was it the same time? Oh, no, I'm sure it was, like, right after. And then the okay. commercials in Buffy are like, watch out next for Angel. Right. Like, basically, stay on this channel. Yeah. Because okay. I'm sure they're on the same network. That'd be insane. Right, otherwise. of course they are on the same network, yeah. And then there's apparently a brief crossover moment. I did not catch it in this episode. I can't even fathom when it happens. What? In this episode, Buffy answers the phone and doesn't hear anything. In the Angel episode, City of, Angel calls Buffy but is unable to say anything, so he hangs up. That doesn't happen. This allegedly happens. I don't, I don't know when. In the Netflix cut, I swear I would have had a note about something there. Because where would he even call her? Like, at home? Right? Maybe the Netflix cut took it out because it was just really unnecessary. I could believe that. I could strongly believe that because I don't remember that at all. Hmm. So this is an episode about Buffy coming to grips with being in a new place. And it's in some ways like the series just trying to get to grips with not being in high school anymore, right? We've had three years of high school. And now after that, it's the teenage thing of trying to find your feet. But it's also the series trying to introduce us to a new place, a cast of new characters. We've lost some characters from last season. We've lost all the sets and we literally can't go back to them. Yeah, and it's very much like, here were all the places that we were comfortable. You know, we go to the library, we go to Buffy's house, we go to Giles' house, whatever. And we can't really do that in the same way. And it, I think... Like, for sure, like, that's the entire theme of this episode is, yeah, like, who am I now that I'm in college? Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to take them a little bit to really sort of find their groove on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be unfortunate, I guess. But <laughs> I don't know. It, it still serves well as Buffy's transition and just showing her in a new place and then coming to grips with that, really. And yeah, this good. episode 
does that in a really good way, but it kind of does it too fast for me. To <laughs> yeah, be it's a very quick arc of it's... she is like 10 minutes before the end of the episode, distressed and despairing about everything. And then at the end, she's like, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And like, they had to get to that place eventually. I'm totally mm-hmm. on board for that. But to do it in this episode, just, I don't know. It feels a little bit too neat. It's, yeah, it's a bit rushed at the end. Yeah. Okay, so we start off with Buffy and Willow in a graveyard looking at some courses for the upcoming semester. Apparently Buffy just totally whiffed it on selecting courses. I have so many problems with this. How can you do that when you're a first year? Like, doesn't that just mean she's not going to get into any of the courses she wants? Yeah, like, you literally, at the university I went to, you cannot do that. You no, pick a stream you sit and, and you then... wait like for the course selection to open. And because if you're trying to get into electives, you're like, you have to be there like when your slot opens. I'm talking first term, like the very first term of university was I checked a box. I was given <laughs> a multiple choice thing. I checked a box, sent it back to them. And they were like, here are your courses. I had, I had one elective. Yeah, I had like an elective, maybe two in the first semester. Definitely one, but I think that was about it. Like, for her to just not be enrolled in shit, what is she doing? Well, so then my next question is, what is her major? And I don't think she has one. Like, undeclared is a thing, right? She's getting a general degree. Right? <laughs> you know, like a bachelor's. I think at some point you do have to declare what your major is, but I don't know when that happens and how common this is because that's not a thing at the university we went to, right? Uh, undeclared is a ma- no, is not a major, sorry, <laughs> is yeah. a thing that you can be at the university we went to. I just don't think you can apply and get in as undeclared. Right. You have to get in as something and then you can say, I'm not so sure about this, switch to like a general and then yeah. like declare your new major later maybe yep yeah i don't think you can just get in as like (laughs) i got in for whatever now this is ignoring the fact that this is uc sunnydale right and maybe their standards aren't the same who knows (laughs) i honestly have no concept what like level of college this is yeah it's very hard to get a read on it and i think that's intentional (laughs) there are so many people here and it's what like five miles away from (laughs) their high school. So they're using the UCLA campus to film, Mm. which is like probably a pretty big school from the sounds of it. Yeah. (laughs) And like the library's gorgeous. Huge. Gigantic. (laughs) They got a hashtag library upgrade. Oh yeah. And you get the sense that, I mean, obviously this is not like a Harvard or a Princeton or whatever, But they go on this whole rant about how Professor Walsh is, like, world-renowned in her field. And (laughs) so, I mean, if she's working at this university or at this college... Teaching first years. It it must be relatively (laughs) prestigious for her to be there? It's... It's a very strange thing in general. Okay, let's talk about how people look. Because we've been talking oh, about God. things other than that for way too long. Wait, like, that's my first note. I don't know what we're doing wrong. Buffy's hair, real tight. It's just very braided. Mm-hmm. The, the braids are super tight. It looks good, but it's giving me Veronica from Better Off Ted vibes. <laughs> where she's like, you have to have the power hairdo. And it should hurt. <laughs> Now, as far as, like, slaying hair goes, this makes a lot of sense. Her hair is all 
tucked in. If she gets into a fight, they're not going to be able to grab her hair and use that against her. Oh, this yeah. is the kind of hair that, like, if I was going to be a female wrestler, this is how I would do my hair, you know? Yeah, no, and I think her outfit matches it, because she's rocking the, like, tracksuit slayer getup again, right? Yeah, just like, I'm chilling in the graveyard, planning to kill some vamp, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, practical dress, not like a, I don't know, leopard print hoodie sure. of ridiculous nature, oh, or wearing a couch. God. Perhaps. Remember when she used to have, like, really long nails, possibly fake nails, too? Mm. Insanity. Mm. Just insanity. Bad times. Willow's here, though, and <sighs> she is looking way different for college. She's got way more makeup, way more oh, yeah. stylish hair. She's yep. looking surprisingly like J.Cal. Is that just me, or does she remind you of J.Cal? Well, it's very much the same style. Because she was a cool, bohemian, hip wicca person and that's really where willow is heading so yeah. like the idea that willow is gonna dress a lot like jake Cal is pretty reasonable that's fair like we're talking it's gonna be a lot of long dresses oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> a lot of those i mean this is an orange sweater over like an entirely red outfit <laughs> so i don't know what that's about it's about style her hair is really different you're right and like, was it short at the end of last season? Yes, but it, but it is styled like much different. Because yeah. I think you've got, like, long side bangs, and then everything else has been trimmed up a bit more. I don't know. Because it... she looks different, but I couldn't really pinpoint, like, what about her hair was so different. Yeah, length of hair looks similar. It's about the same, I think. Styling, way different. Will we see any rolls? That's really the question we're asking. I highly doubt it. We are on heavy raw watch right now, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're on, yeah, we're clearly not going to see any today, but no. we can be on, on raw watch going forward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the scene's pretty cute. You know, a vampire gets out of the ground behind them. They don't notice. It starts creeping up behind them. He's all excited. <laughs> and then he sees the pile of weapons and crosses that they have. And he's like, maybe this is a really bad idea. And he just legs it instead. And it's pretty great because it, you're like, hey, this vampire did the right thing. He's yeah. like, I'm immortal, or I can try to bite this girl with all the stakes and crosses. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure this won't go wrong. These kids just sitting in the graveyard for no reason. Probably just an opportune snack. He thought that at first, though. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that's still on him. Vampires are dumb, though. We've been over this. I don't know if this was just me noticing things. Uh, maybe it was a trick of the light, but when Buffy is talking to Willow, she's looking at her and you can see the right side of her neck. Mm-hmm. And that's the side that Angel bit in that whole weird bite sex thing. Oh, yeah. And I think there's a scar there. Oh. That's really some attention to detail if that's intentional. Yeah, that'd or be crazy attention to detail. It just looks like it or like something was on her neck that looked like it. Because hmm. I didn't notice it again in the episode, but I I'm will impressed. credit the... Yeah, makeup department there for that. If Good that job, was what was going on, yeah. Sure. For sure. We got some new credits, just, you know, scenes from this season and more climactic scenes from last season spliced in here. Spike is shown in the credits, but he is not a credited character. Mm-hmm. Because he's not showing up constantly. I don't they know when he shows They put a lot up. of season four shots in. Like, yeah. every shot of Oz is from season four, essentially. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good times. And then we come into Buffy at UC Sunnydale. She is holding a bunch of binders in front of her. And did you see the UC? It, instead of UCSD on a sheet, it's UC 
and then a picture of the sun, D. <laughs> uh, I did not see. That's great. I feel so much more justified in calling it Sunny D now. <laughs> they literally gave you permission. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, so Mr. Good. Trick called it that too, so. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. But yet, Buffy is not very combobulated. She is the opposite of combobulated. And she's really, she's a rookie when it comes to these flyer people. Oh my god, the flyer people. Never <sighs> take flyers. Eye contact no. They take flyers. Buffy. She like stopped for one of them. <sighs> Buffy, what are you doing? Have you never had a flyer person before? There's some like creepy frat guy who's saying that jello shots are free for freshman girls. Ugh. And you're just like, this is disgusting and I hate it. Yeah. Willow yeah. is so jazzed about how smarty smart college is. Oh. I mean, she uses very sexual language to do so for it's no reason. But here, the energy, the, the collective intelligence, it's like this force, the, this penetrating force. And I can just feel my mind opening up, you know, and letting this place just thrust into and, and spurt knowledge into that sentence ended up in a different place than it started out in. It's really, I don't know, I found it to be oddly jarring. It's gratuitous. It just, yeah, it goes on too long. When you use the words penetrate and thrust. And then spurting. Those are not accident words. (laughs) No. After penetrate, everything is just, like, that's on Willow. I don't know. For sure. But this just harkened back to the ravages of youth. Do you remember when you thought that people in college had it figured out? Or university. Because <laughs> mm. that was a while ago for me. <laughs> yeah, been a while. Willow's like, oh, everyone's just so smart and into learning. And then I think Jello Shots happens. Oz is here. He's fully set up already and integrated into society. Buffy's like, man, it's so uncombobulating. <laughs> and Oz is just like, yeah, whatever. I've got like five gigs lined up. <laughs> I'm partying with all of the coolest dudes. Well, and this is the thing about Oz, right? He is cool. Yeah, He very cool. exudes coolness. Mm-hmm. Dingoes and are playing at a frat party this week. Buffy, she thinks that maybe, you know, Willow's really bookish and loves this whole experience, but maybe she'll get Oz on her side. This does not work for her. <laughs> Oz acts very sympathetic and yeah. is very sympathetic. It's just yeah. he's not in the same place. Yeah, no, he's really not. Uh, no. His shirt was like, it was pretty big, but it's not huge. Hmm. I don't know if you noticed it. I didn't. Because it's not unreasonably large. (laughs) I don't like that then. I'm not a fan. So they do go to the library, and as we mentioned, library upgrade, it's gigantic! It's super gigantic. Also, they get shushed in the library, which, haha, funny joke, they would never have been hushed in, you know, the Sunny D high school library. Yeah. But also, there don't appear to be any doors on this library. They just walk right in. It's weird. And how are you hushing people if there are no doors? If there's no, like, entrance to your space? At what is the realm of you can talk in here? There can is no, no one talk of, in the building? No. You must whisper at all times. Crazy pants. So this Crazy is the only pants. The, the only time, I think, that we actually see, like, a full shot of what Willow is wearing. Mm. So her skirt is insanely long, like, all the way to the floor. As expected. But Uh she also has, like, white running shoes on. Ooh. It's pretty bananas, honestly. Oh, that's so bananas. (laughs) And, like, the rest of her outfit 
She's got like a cute little cardigan and everything. And then just these shoes don't go with anything. And I don't know. I don't get it. I want to see the compilation of Willow through the ages where we have episode one of season one, episode one of season two, season three, and season four. Oh, yeah. Because season that. one, episode one, I mean, that That's was the... that was bonkers for so many reasons. That's the Sears dress and like the yeah. thick white leggings or whatever. Stockings, oh, that I Sears guess. dress is going to make a reappearance, you know. Oh, I'm sure. I am yeah. sure. Season two, I forget what she was wearing. Oh, that was ice cream on the nose. I don't remember what she was wearing, though. And then season three, she's like pretending to be Buffy. Yeah, dressed up as Buffy, which is amazing. Yeah. And then we're really into the <laughs> hippie lesbian vibes with yep. a bit of Wicca thrown in. Yeah. Or it's at least very clear that we're headed that direction. Hell yeah, we are. It's a nice, <laughs> nice arc that she's taking through her clothing. Mm-hmm. So, next scene, we get to see everyone's favorite character ever as Willow and Buffy are in the bookstore trying to find some books. They see some books way up on the top of a shelf, and Buffy, coordinated last that she is, jumps up to get them, but knocks them off onto <gasps> Riley. Riley's poor head. Normcore McGee over here. Now, Dave, I'd like to refer you to the Dropbox. Okay. And I need you to open the, the picture called Dean. Okay. Because I just looked at Riley's hair and I thought to myself, how can it be so Dean? It's <gasps> so Dean. Gilmore Girls season one, that is Dean oh, hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was, I want to say Goodwill Hunting had this hair at the same ooh, time. Yeah. Probably I... Dawson's Creek, you would have seen a lot of this hair. Ooh. The center part with the bangs mm-hmm. just off to the side and encroaching on the eyes. Yeah. To me, it's always been Dean hair, but mm. for sure, it was it was prevalent. I'm not sure. It must have a name. Hairstyles generally do. Probably. But I just was entranced by his <laughs> Dean hair. I, oh, good God. Okay, so I've taken an instant dislike to him. I don't really know why. <laughs> and so maybe, maybe you're biased. Uh-huh. I think I am. I don't know that I want to talk too much about it now, just because... Like, this is the first we're seeing of him, and this episode, like, he's introduced, but he doesn't really get that much to do. No. Riley, like, falls into a very specific category. Okay. And the reasons that people don't like him are not... They're not so much because of that, more because of, like, events that will happen later. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. I'm pretty sure that there is something that Riley does that I do not remember that Mm -hmm. has turned every person on god's green earth against him vehemently they just hate him looking at it from the perspective of let's just take this one episode at a time nothing about him in this episode i don't think is particularly off-putting no he's charming he is so much more age appropriate for buffy than angel ever was and you know what he doesn't even really pay attention to buffy much in this episode which is also fun that was very fun oh god when he's like oh you're willow's friend you're like (laughs) Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. so devastated. Oh, God. She really is. This, And he's just, he's very tall, you know? Oh, yeah. They always cast these incredibly tall dudes. I don't know why. But yeah, and, and she's, yeah, she's crushed by this. But no, like, yeah, he is charming. And there is, I, I don't know that we really see it in this episode, but there is a very genuine nature to him that, mm-hmm. like, he just seems like a genuinely good guy, yeah. you know? I say that I've taken an instant dislike to him, but like, I don't know, kind of. He's, I think he comes off as a bit cheesy to me, or goody-goody, or like 
oh, so willing to engage this freshman in talk about books. And I'm just like, snooze fest. Let's move on. He is all those things. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a genuine place. It does. And I mean, yeah, like, take that as you will. Is it a bit of a snooze fest? Sure. But he's a good person. He just comes off as like a good person, you know? Yeah. He only has like two scenes. And by the end of the second scene, I was more on board with him for sure. Yeah. So just there's a brief thing that uh, hashtag triggered me in, <laughs> in this scene. Because uh-huh. Buffy's talking about all of the book costs that she Ooh. might incur. I can't wait till mom gets the bill for these books. I hope it's a funny aneurysm. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and then you think to yourself, is that the darkest joke this show has ever made? Ever. I'm not sure. I don't think it is. They're... <sighs> In the continuity for this episode, they bring this up. So I think it's reasonable to think that, you know what? Maybe... Maybe they knew. Yeah, it's uh, that's all I could focus on in this scene. Like, Riley was doing stuff and whatever. But, like, Buffy explicitly references her mom having an aneurysm, and that's a damn thing that I remember. It's... No, you hear her say that, and you're just like, excuse me, Buffy? Like, can you repeat that? They They wouldn't make that a joke in this episode it's so innocuous though yeah <laughs> how could that ever come back that i don't know like yeah. is joss cackling beside a typewriter <laughs> I... <laughs> maybe uh, then we find out who buffy's roommate is her dorm room is palatial it's so big it's stupid how big it is it's most of the size of my apartment that is two bedroom and they're like, oh, I guess it's okay. And you're like, like it's a mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I've uh, ever been in a room this large that was designated for sleeping. There's so much empty space. <laughs> there's so much of it. Like, don't you just feel like they built this because, I mean, A, they planted cameras and shit in here. Oh, yeah, they needed to get then, so many cameras around here. <laughs> they looked at it and they're like, this is insane. Hopefully <laughs> nobody who watches this show has ever been to college. <laughs> Or ever seen a bedroom. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a, it's bananas. Much like Buffy's blue camo skirt. Ooh, ooh, oh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Nope, didn't see that one. It's gross. Because it's camo. I mean, how would I? She's blending into something, right? <laughs> something blue. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know, the ocean? What does blue camo go with? <gasps> oh, so we meet Carly, who is Buffy's roommate. She's super fun. They're going to have, like, the best time. I don't remember anything about her. She seems like she's good for some laughs right now. She's a fan of Celine Dion. She's yeah. a loud snorer. And she her remark, like, oh, I see you decided to take the right side. And Buffy's like, is that okay? Oh, yeah, fine. You're just like, oh, no. <laughs> and it's the most passive-aggressive bullshit you've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And now I understand that they've played this Celine poster as a joke mm-hmm. i just want to say that celine is a national treasure <laughs> <laughs> and as canadians we must make sure that her honor is defended i don't know her name is not besmirched and yeah not mud strewn by this horrid show <laughs> oh god all right and then we go to i think my least favorite scene of this entire episode so buffy's first class 
right? Right. So she's not actually in this class yet. She's hoping to get into it. Which is reasonable. That's That's how. That's fucking how things work. That's how things work. That is literally how things work. This prof who is drinking coffee out of a mason jar. (laughs) He's so hip. Good God. What what the fuck? Uh. I mean, Buffy is talking during class, which is not great, especially in the first minute of a lecture. Right. She probably could have been quiet or really talked to this person before lecture started. Yep. But at the same time, what the professor does is insanity, right? Oh, it's crazy pants. He... Let's, I mean, let's expand our minds. Let's give the show something from us because we've taken it so much from it. True. Who is this professor? Right. Maybe his wife left him last night. Oh, good God. I see what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) In that case, sure, it's always possible to be nice to people, but he's just had a really, really bad day. And then this person's talking in class. He gets defensive about it. He's going to be racked by guilt from this interaction for... I don't know months to come thinking i shouldn't have done that this was this that person's first day in class they didn't deserve that thing and yet we don't see him ever again maybe potentially i don't know maybe we do first day in class and first day of classes so he can be reasonably certain that this is her first college class ever yep and he's done this <laughs> for perhaps the reasons you've stated <laughs> And you say that I like to read the subtext too much. (laughs) I just think there are other explanations, maybe, and we need to be charitable to the show. No, he does. He yells at her for no reason and says that she's wasting everyone's time by simply existing in the class that has some empty seats in it. And that's not true. And all this is, is just like, this is college. No (laughs) one takes your shit in college. Blatantly untrue. So I had a first term math professor find a condom unused, but um, unwrapped on the lecture stage at some point in class. So he picked it up with the opposite end of a pencil and then just put it on a student's notebook in the front of the (laughs) class. (laughs) What? Why? He was a fun guy. Uh, I see. Um, Uh. Is this, I'm wondering if that's the guy that threw chalk at people that were sleeping. Oh. Oh, okay. He definitely, whenever a piece of chalk broke in his hand, he had like a personal vendetta. He needed to, at some point, catch the piece of chalk as it was falling and then turn around both pieces of chalk in hand. Interesting. This was something that he did constantly. And then at least one of my professors would throw small bits of chalk at people that he noticed were sleeping in the first couple rows of class, which, yeah, valid. If you're going to go to class to sleep, at least sit at the back. Right. You know? Fucking hell. Yeah, that's just horribly rude. Come on, guys. Yeah, have some damn decency. This is the sort of thing that I would expect from university. You know, general apathy and trying to have fun from the professors (laughs) rather than mean-spirited you're wasting everyone's time. We're not even two minutes into the lecture. And like, oh, you're not in this class, but you might be interested in in enrolling in it. And that'll make sure that I actually have a, a class full of students. Mm. How great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then to continue in this theme, we go and meet Professor Walsh. Mm. Okay. As we're on our way there, though, we come to our next segment. Courtesy of Riley, this is called Shirt Etiquette. It's the Eight of Diamonds. That's amazingly close. Gee, I got it wrong. 
Well, I guess you won the shirt off my back. Okay, that's amazing. It's the Queen of Diamonds. No, no, no. <laughs> now, is this where I go to the Dropbox and look at this Riley's shirt picture that you have helpfully put in it? It is. What is happening? Why is that the button? <laughs> okay, so we need to talk about things. So this is the part of the podcast where we talk about clothing rules because I clearly don't know them and Riley does. So you have mentioned before a rule of, what is it? Never, always, maybe? Sometimes, always, never. <laughs> Sometimes, always, never. Okay, In sure. In descending order on I three, got that a, backwards. A three-button suit, yeah. No, no, no. On buttons in general is what I'm saying. Anyway, so oh, Riley has one, two, three, four, five, six, six buttons. Six buttons. <laughs> he has done up the second one from the bottom and nothing else. Right. So the first four are sometimes, then there's always and never. Yeah. yeah. That's, so he's that's following right. the rules. Okay. Yeah. So this is correct <laughs> shirt etiquette is what you're telling me. I don't know that I want to make that claim <laughs> because again... So I think I think you never do the top one up, right? Right. We're talking about shirts. Unless you have a tie on, you never do the top one right. up. Yeah. Right, because you look too stuffy then. Yeah. This is the only the fifth button or second <laughs> from the bottom is done up. And it's bonkers. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so I shouldn't emulate this in real life is what you're saying? <laughs> like, I won't stop you, I guess. But... <laughs> I I just can't imagine why that button is like the magic one, you know? I think he's adhering to the sometimes, always, never. Maybe. It just, it struck me so much as he and Buffy are walking through the halls and having a mini conversation. And I'm like, but what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but what's your shirt? Now, I didn't even notice this. Oh, good times. All right. I was too busy being charmed by him, which was yeah, a strange fair. experience for me because I'm generally pretty anti-Riley. For sure. Here Do you have go. any other fashion tips for me along the lines of sometimes, always, never? Oh, I was just going to tell you that I hated Buffy's lacy spaghetti strap tank top. Oh, fair. Yeah. It was too lacy for me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's bad. I don't know. Tie clips are good. That's oh, yeah. probably some. Tie clips are good, but clip-on ties are bad. Always remember Ooh. the order. Nothing about that was particularly memorable. That's a mnemonic, motherfuckers. All right. Yeah. You just got mnemonicked by one of our classic mnemonics, which are always great and never garbage. Don't you just feel like we should now have a segment called Demonic Mnemonics? Ooh, yes. We'll do it. I'll write it down in the note. It'll, and some, it'll be a thing. It'll come up someday. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be so garbage. Oh, uh, it's gonna be so long and convoluted. <laughs> so forced, mm. yeah. Oh, it's gonna excited. be so good. Okay, I'm really excited. But I'll be so on board that you'll just feel like, hey, this this was a good idea. Maybe it's not as convoluted as I thought. <laughs> okay, Professor Walsh, we really gotta <laughs> motor on through this episode. It's gonna be the longest fucking episode ever. Just, just go fine. for it. They keep getting longer. She's a hard talker, fast walker, straight shooter. She's good times. We all like her. <laughs> Moving on. She is a straight shooter, isn't she? She is. I don't know, short-haired. Yeah. I know that she's the head of the initiative secretly, and yeah. Riley's her TA, and he's also part of the initiative. I don't know. This this was just more like, college is serious for me. Yeah. And also, like, are you not going to say a damn word about how she shit all over Geology 101? If you're looking to coast, I recommend Geology 101. That's where the football players are. <laughs> that, that got some good laughs. <laughs> yeah. 
your viewing audience, which includes a geologist. Yep. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Okay, so Buffy runs around at night, or is just wandering around, bumps into a dude that I thought looked surprisingly familiar, but I'm now pretty sure is not. His name's Eddie? I don't know. Did you not look up who this is? No. Oh my god, I'm gonna blow your mind. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, whoo, calm down, Michaela. That's Pedro Pascal, who plays Oberyn Martell, (gasps) Red Viper. What? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. That's delightful. Right? Oh my god. Right? (laughs) That's so good. I did not know that. Okay. I'm so so happy you didn't look it up. Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, Game of Thrones, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Eddie is a creep for sure, in my mind. I don't know how Buffy just wandered away from him and he didn't turn out to be some sort of massive creep. <laughs> With the way he's acting in all through this, yeah. And- this is supposed to be like, oh, Buffy finally made a friend. Isn't that nice? And then obviously he's screwed, right? But he knows so much about courses and ostensibly this is his first day here and he doesn't know his way around campus. But if you're just wandering around campus at night, ready to make conversation with girls who are walking around alone, like, that doesn't paint a very good picture. I don't know. Maybe he's just really bad at maps. Maybe. Buffy drops a Mr. Pointy reference, which is nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I'm honestly astonished that Eddie did not assault her at any point during (laughs) this. Wait for it. Yeah. Well, he gets jumped by a bunch of vamps and... One of them's giving us a new take on a red alert. Is that Sunday oh. that's doing that? I don't know. I made Sunday's that note, like, but then I don't all know. all black. Or all black, of course. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Bunch of vamps. They're the new vamps on campus, or the old ones, maybe. And they're good times. Yeah. Do we want to go into what it is they're doing now? So they snatch him, for sure. And then... Their whole their whole shtick is that they make it... They write, like, a note as if the person that they've killed couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. And... They steal all their stuff, so they get a bunch of free stuff. Yeah. And no one goes looking for the dead person. And you're like, they've actually thought this through. Yeah, surprisingly smart for vampires. Now, apparently, in the production of this episode, the original storyline for this character was that she was going to be, for Sunday, was that she was going to be a former slayer turned vampire. Whoa. That would explain why the difficulty hike happens. Like, it makes sense if all of a sudden she's, yeah, like, much tougher than most vampires Buffy has ever faced. Yeah. I'm going to direct your attention to the Dropbox again. Because when I tell you that Sunday has Gwen Stefani hair. Oh, okay. I really just need you to understand. Oh, that she has Gwen Stefani hair, okay? Oh, There that... was this period of time really? when Gwen Stefani just, like, did a lot of tiny hair buns all the time. Okay. Now, Sunday mostly has them, like, just on top of her head. But, like, her whole vibe is very much, like, rocker chick wearing all black with her crazy Gwen Stefani hair. <laughs> uh. It is Sunday giving us our red alert, by the way. Oh. Yeah, in the first scene. I can send you a picture soon. But yeah, she's got a nice red jacket on in her first appearance. Oh, very nice. And she, like, her lip color is always Mm. very good. And it's just like, I mean, I understand these people are makeup artists, but it's just so (laughs) perfectly applied on the edge, just so crisp. God. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
And so, yeah, they do the shtick of, like, taking all the things, leaving the note. It looks like Eddie has left, and Buffy's like, that seems awfully suspicious. Especially since he left his weird book here on the subject of bondage or whatever it is. His weird security book. <sighs> yeah. That plot obviously they wouldn't book. know to take. Yeah, but it's a plot device book. And, like, he happens to bring it up. I mean, he probably just talks about it constantly to try to get get girls, right? Yeah. Doesn't help with the vibe that I got, though. No, but he's like, oh, this makes me so deep. <laughs> Did you like Buffy's crazy-ass skirt? She's essentially wearing a dishcloth. <laughs> like, it's so plaid. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Not in the sense that it's tiny, just in the sense that it looks like a large yeah, dishcloth. Yeah, no. I did not notice it, unfortunately, but I'm sure it's great. And I have to say that uh, the Sunday face morphs, like to vamp face, mm. were so seamless and they looked so good. Yeah, no, they're the effects are all done quite well. And yeah, then we get our college vampires hangout sesh. Yeah. I'm like, do I remember the lead vampire Sunday? <gasps> I don't think so. I love that they have a scoreboard of Monet's versus Klimt's. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just fucking predictable first years. Oh, God. And you see, like, at first they're they're talking about it. And you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then you see the pictures. Yeah. And you're just like, good God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see this red alert now. Ooh, nice. Right? Yeah, I like not it. bad. Yeah. And yeah, on Sunday, who is usually more goth than that, I guess. Yeah. Usually. And, oh, later on, there's going to be one of those chocolate posters. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but when no. we see it, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I've seen that poster before, too. Oh, okay, good times. Yeah. yeah. They're uh, they're going to town. It's good times. I swear to God, that, like, poster sales thing <laughs> must just travel around to every yep. college and university and sell everybody the same posters. That's got to be a large business. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. Giles's place. <laughs> Buffy's feeling all uncombobulated. She can't get her combobulations together, so she goes to the person who can combobulate her best, Giles. Right, he's solid. <laughs> he's solid, reliable. Yeah, it's fine. reliable Giles. <laughs> he's unemployed now, but that won't change any of those things. No, it's it certainly won't. She <laughs> walks into his house. There's Bowie playing in the oh, background. Oh yeah, there is. <laughs> and a pantless woman and she and giles are so fucking nonchalant <laughs> like she has no pants giles is wearing a robe and they just like don't give a shit thank you zero shit they don't even consider that this would be awkward for buffy or like don't care i don't know man <laughs> so the woman is olivia she's wearing one of giles's shirts giles Clearly. is like oh yeah this is my friend olivia <laughs> And you're like, man, this is one sexy lady who is probably oh, yeah. not very age appropriate for you, Giles. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and yeah, she's got no pants. Buffy is really not dealing well with this. And like, no, they know. Because at one point, Giles makes some face at her that made me write, you dog you. <laughs> <laughs> and so whatever that face was like a face at buffy <laughs> no at olivia. Oh, at olivia okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing olivia's like mm, this seems a bit awkward maybe i should go put on pants <laughs> yeah she point. knows <laughs> uh, yeah buffy's looking for help with the missing student <laughs> giles is like i'm not supposed to have a private life 
Because you're very, very old and it's gross. <laughs> I do really like you're old and when, gross. when she, anytime she brings up how old and gross Giles is, it's just like, it really is. It makes me feel old because oh, yeah. I never used to notice lines like that. And now I notice them because I'm like, well, that's not really true. Yeah, Giles is fly as hell. Yeah. He's not old. Yeah, 46. That's not old. Uh, yeah, I don't know what we're at anymore. Who cares? Who knows? Who knows? So Buffy does go on the hunt. She's trying to be proactive about things. And she literally just like, it, they don't really have a lot of time for her to figure things out. So <laughs> no. she, she just seems to know things or she guesses right on her first guess all yep. the time. Yeah. It's honestly going to be really weird for me adjusting to the opening shots not being of Sunny High. Of it being the university yeah. or the college instead. The establishing shots are all the university and I'm like... But what? Huh? And then we're into the scene, and I know yeah. I know why it happens, obviously. But that's it's establishing that we're at the college. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna take me a little while to get used to. I think it's reminding you. Clearly, you need reminding. Very much so. Yeah. Buffy sees Eddie walking around like it's no damn thing, and just stakes him real fast. Yeah, he doesn't do very well. No. Oh, tempted to make a joke about how another tragic on-screen death. Before right. his time for this for this actor. I mean, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <sighs> and, okay, so the Sunday gang shows up again, right? Yes. Here we come to our final segment. Not the greatest villain in the world. Whoa, I know. This is not the greatest song in the world, no. This is just a tribute so Sunday, you were saying, was supposed to be a an ex-slayer who had been turned, right? And, like, presumably, if that were the case, she would have gotten a bigger arc? Yeah. Perhaps? There's this big thing, or this strange thing, where you have a villain show up for a single episode, and you still want to play it up like it's, like it's difficult for the hero to deal with? Right. But at a fundamental level, it is not. No. <laughs> It's like, this is, you know, this is just a shout out to all the little bads of the world. The <laughs> villainitas and the villainitos that we'll run into. <laughs> Rather than, you know, they can't all be the mayor level. Some of them are going to be apocalypse demons that don't end up going very far. Or, you know, the zombies from the Zeppo. Which yeah. honestly are much better handled than this because they're not treated like a serious threat. It's weird that this is treated like it's such a serious threat and then dealt with so quickly. Buffy gets her ass handed to her here yeah. in a one, one vampire. Yeah. yeah, it's not even like they're all attacking her. Her arm just... gets messed up. Yeah. She has and... to run away? Right, and like that that scene of Buffy running from a vampire. You're like, have I ever seen this happen before? That was my question. I don't think yeah. we've ever seen her run from a fight before. Not and pursue people, a maybe. vampire? No, fuck, like, she's a that's... vampire slayer. Uh, yeah. It's very strange that they made her just a normal vampire, Sunday, I mean. And not slayer vampire. Hmm, it's so weird. Everything's scarier in college, right? Even vampires. <sighs> I guess. Yeah. She Buffy, next day, is avoiding Oz and Willow because she's sad and injured. Goes home, back to Joyce. And <laughs> uh... this is pretty great because Joyce has already... Filled her room with packing crates from the gallery. Like, it's been days, if that, right? Two, maybe. Two, yeah. yeah. 
a- yeah. astonishing. It's so good. <laughs> and Jason's like, oh, I didn't think you'd be back yet. I really didn't <gasps> think you'd be back this fast. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I I really haven't had this experience that much. My right. room at home is still more or less a bedroom. Maybe it's not like my bedroom anymore, but it is still primarily a bedroom. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know that this whole idea that, like, people's parents turn their room into a room for a completely different purpose is that reasonable. Because that, I mean, why would you do that for the, in the first place? Where You have to put that bed somewhere then. Like, having an, a spare bedroom is never a bad thing. And don't you want your child to come home and visit you sometimes? Actually, it's a funny story here. The, <laughs> the very first term I went away, my bedroom is still my bedroom now and was then. But I came back for the Christmas break after exams, and my parents were very kindly hosting a guest at our (laughs) house. And she was there uh, in the spare bedroom, which was my bedroom. (laughs) And they thought she would be gone before Christmas, but she was not. (laughs) Oh no, that sounds nice and awkward. So I got to sleep downstairs in the basement on, you know, just a random mattress that we had. Which, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I kind of get this, Buffy. I see where it's going. You weren't, like, super hyped about that? <laughs> I Even at the time, I think I had pretty good humor about it, honestly. I think I was like, this is the classic thing that happens. I'm away for four months and my room's gone. <laughs> yep. And you're just like, I'm having a life experience. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was very yeah. good. Uh, at some point in here, Sundays told the campus cadre that they could go hunt in the tunnels of the school, which apparently... You see, Sunnydale has a lot of tunnels. I don't know. I in this I, in the scene where she's talking about this to the campus crew, she is remarkably well lit for a vampire. And mm. like, I know that I said I wanted better lighting in the show. This isn't what I meant. <laughs> it looks like they're in natural light, especially since the natural light that we do see has this golden hue to it. And that's exactly the hue that we've got in this building, too. I'm like, like, but... make up your mind, Dave. Come on. <laughs> do you want light or do you not? I don't want this light. It's all or nothing. Apparently. Yeah. The vamps at some point have stolen all of Buffy's stuff, too, which is pretty uh, great. Right. Moved because, her out. Yeah, Sunday's feeling very confident after their fight mm-hmm. that she's next time they meet, Buffy's done for, as she should be, because... Yeah. That fight went really bad for Buffy. And there were like four other vamps who did not get involved. And Sunday was barely trying. It, that's what it seemed like, yeah. Uh, like, it, Buffy's arm's not broken. We're meant to think that it might be broken, I guess, for most of this yeah. episode. But yeah, having her arm get fucked up at all is really weird. Because she hasn't weird. had a physical injury no. in three years. Like, she gets thrown around a lot, but it's never like... Oh, I I am temporarily unable to use this part of my body. Yeah. Sunday's yeah. got those, I don't know, debilitating holds down, I guess. Whatever. I guess. So yeah, uh, Buffy is sad, goes to the bronze to cheer up, and everyone's in couples. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely everyone there is paired off, and she's just <laughs> looking around so sadly. She sees, like, a solid angel lookalike from the back, but it's not angel. Uh, uh, now, I have a problem with this. Okay. And do you know why I have a problem with it, Dave? Why do you have a problem with it? It's because they show the guy from the back and, like, the side of his face. Mm-hmm. But then when he turns to the camera, it's clearly not Angel. Right. But before that, it is David Boreanaz. What? 
It is him. It looks so much like him because it literally is him. <laughs> That's cheating. That's amazing. And it seems unnecessary. It's garbage. I like that, though. Like oh, what? <laughs> you can't. You're not allowed to do that. I was wondering if that was it. Yeah. It's cool. garbage. No, it's great. It's great. And <laughs> Buffy runs into Xander, who Yay! has made questionable flat fashion choices. Wow, that vest. That is a vest. It's a dark green sweater vest to make Yorg <laughs> jealous. Oh, we didn't Yorg. mention it, but Yorg wears all the sweater vests. And like this one, it's on over an orange sweater too. It's just... And you're like, how insulated do you need to be in October? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone's always dressed super warm. We know that. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so he went on, or he was supposed to go on a road trip. Cross-country tour. Yeah. Drive to all 50 states, which is, I, yeah, Adorable. I like it. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> Instead, did not go well, and he ended up washing dishes at a, what, male strip club? Yes. And then, due to hilarious hijinks, having to... <laughs> fill in for one of the male strippers one night which apparently got him such tips that he was able to buy a better car hey we've seen what's under those puffy sweaters that's we know. true yeah oh he's covering up so much because he's still hurt on the inside carrying mm-hmm. around that emotional baggage yeah that damage it's gonna follow him for a while i really liked his little speech about how no power in the verse will make him tell that story Right. Because, like, that's essentially what he's saying. Yeah. He use, doesn't use the word verse, but <laughs> I think he says no power in this world, which was yeah. so close that, to me, I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Talks up Buffy about how great she is and how she can face anything, and this is just a little bit of college, and these are just regular vampires. And then she's like, yeah, you're right. Everything's fine now. And now, this is who Xander is to me. Xander mm. is the heart of yeah. this. Of he's he's the one who gives people the speech and he's telling them that like they are super and they can do it and I don't know that he's really ever done this before now. That's true. He is the bard. He's the hype man. Yeah. Like that is his. That is a good role for him. Interesting. So maybe they've just they figured it out now. Huh. Especially now that he's not going to college. Yeah. Like, what is his role in the group is even more important than it was before, right? Very, very important because he's, it's not like he's just hanging around them all the time and is thus <laughs> automatically in on the plans. They have to contact him yeah. in order to get him in on a plan. Yeah. So they actually have to want to hang out with him. Oh, that's, yeah. And he needs to be the heart for that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So then we wrap things up generally. I mean... It's not super quick, but there's a break-in for the school admin system. They find out that Sunday's crew are likely in this abandoned sorority house on campus. That turns out to be completely true. Xander runs off to get some weapons and some backup. And Buffy drops through this skylight accidentally. (laughs) And you're just like, finally! Someone leaned too hard on a skylight and it backfired. I mean, this season has definitely upped the humor game so far. It's good. Yeah. Hopefully Buffy and, doesn't die. We'll see. <laughs> and like the quipping during fights. Oh, it's so much just, better. Like really skyrocketed. They are almost overwordy in this fight. Like pausing frequently to exchange quips and just like in a in a hold or a lock and then pause. This is the there. way of the future. Yeah. Like this is sure. what we're doing now at all times. It 
so much better than season one's fights. <laughs> oh God! No and comparison. most of seasons two, season two's, yeah, yeah. But Sunday breaks the protector award that Buffy got at prom. Oh, and that's like, just unnecessary. No, that's not okay. Yeah. Man, oh. I really liked that thing. And then Buffy just starts fighting back, and the gang busts in and starts staking vamps. I counted two of the vampires getting away. I don't yes. know if that's important. Well, one of them was. Yeah, one of them was. For the later. other one, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and Sunday ends up dying from Buffy staking her with a very sassy pose, which is good. No, her. it was really... She's just, like, so annoyed that she's been <laughs> killed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she she's really like, is. seriously? Because her whole thing is that first years are dumb and lame, and all the <laughs> people that she hangs out with are dumb and lame, and that she's just too cool for this shit. She says freshmen in the way that I might say undergrads, uh, you know? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Garbage, Garbage, basically. Yeah. No, freshmen are fun, I'm sure. As are undergrads, maybe. Yeah, uh, sure. <clears throat> And just as they're all leaving triumphant, Giles shows up carrying a load of weapons. It's so sweet. And yeah, was he running down the street with like (laughs) an axe and a cross and like God knows what else? Yeah, for sure he was. (laughs) But he can't let Buffy handle everything on her own, you know? Well, because that was what he was trying to do earlier. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying to say, no, Buffy, you don't, you fired the watchers. Like, you don't need me anymore. You can do it. And now he's like, no, Buffy, let's fight the evil together. (laughs) It's so too late. That's so great. Uh, I really hope we end up getting more Olivia, though. She was excellent, and I want her to at least be a recurring character. I don't know. Your silence is. Yeah, your silence is not encouraging here. (laughs) Or maybe it is. I don't know anymore. I don't fucking know anything. Anyway, (laughs) button on our episode is the initiative. There are some fellows that tase a vampire, and he falls down onto the ground, and they come up, and they're all army motherfuckers. And I really need to figure out how to spell tase, as in don't tase me, bro. Is it with an S or a Z? I put a Z, and that is, according to Microsoft Word, very wrong. Oh. S? Yeah, taser Mm. with an S. But is it is tased with an S? So taser is a company. (laughs) Oh, so tased is not even a word. It's a neologism. Sure. Neologism. But that's why Microsoft doesn't think it's a word, I guess. No, probably not. (laughs) It's now Axon, apparently. So he got axed? That doesn't sound right. No. Hmm. Anyway, he got tased. Yeah. With an S, which is how I was mostly spelling it. And yeah, that is our episode there. Mm Mm-hmm. What was your your favorite outfit from there? It's the one that has Willow in a very long skirt and white sneakers. Mm. So basically her only outfit for the episode. Hey, she was wearing that crazy red orange thing. Oh, Lola that's was true. on fire. And I mean, I could have picked the vest. Oh, the options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did you like this episode? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think they really capture the uncertainty of yeah. what it feels like on your first day of something like this, right? Like, For you sure. don't know anything. You don't know where to go. You're just following some yelling person. It's all just <laughs> this blur. And, like, yeah, Buffy's really very lost in it. And I liked that. But as we were discussing earlier, I think it's wrapped up way too easily. Yeah. 
I think that this show also benefits extraordinarily from being an ensemble cast. And I think this was very Buffy heavy. Yes. Which just leads it to be a bit weaker, especially since they lost some of the ensemble cast that they had last season. So Cordy, Wes, and Angel are all gone. So you've got two fewer people at the very least that you have to check in with every episode. And then Faith is also gone. So yeah, you've got a lot fewer people. Really? Did not mention Cordelia. No. No, right? she's just gone. She's just gone. Now, if the episode of Angel that she will be in is premiering after this. Sure. Then at least, I mean, maybe in the previews, the fans have seen, oh, Cordelia's gone to Angel, right? Yeah. But it, like, they don't even, they don't even pretend to think about Cordelia. It's really weird. That's jarring, for sure. Okay, can you guess the title of the Teeks review for this episode. The one with the first day of college? Ooh, close. The one where Buffy goes to college. Oh, word for word! You yes! did it! Finally! You did it! You, ah, I'm so happy. I'd All like right. to thank everyone who helped me get to this moment. No, you're a garbage human. You should feel bad. Let's buckle in, though, because this is a hell of a review. Oh, shit. Are you ready for this first line? No. I love this episode. It is definitely one of my favorite season premieres. <laughs> okay, so top half. Okay. Top half. It has okay. to be in the top half. It has to be if the it's top one half. of his top fav- one of the favorite season premieres. Right. I think we're at four for four now. <laughs> mm, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of them must be garbage. All right. That's what he's saying. In this episode, after Angel left three months ago, Buffy has been living with her not-so-normal life, slaying vampires, having fun with her friends, and cl- choosing college courses. <gasps> okay, <laughs> sentence one done. Ooh, you made it. <laughs> That's right. Buffy is headed to USC Sunnydale. Not the correct acu- acronym. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> UCSD? Yes. University? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. With her friends, Willow and Oz. End of sentence. Whilst Xander pots around doing different jobs. End of sentence. Two pots. words. Yeah. So whilst and pots are not technically correct there. Okay. Now that the school's been blown up, uh, Giles is retired, still helps with the fighting and the research. Sort of. Not really. Yeah. Buffy moves into her new dorm with a really uptight roommate. She realizes that people are going missing. I mean, not missing, but their stuff is gone. There's always a note saying they moved back home. Couldn't handle the pressure of college. But Buffy doesn't believe that for one second. She finds out that the group of vampires live on campus and they kill or turn humans and then take their stuff. This, I think, is my favorite part. Mm. In in reference to that, that is so tacky. You know what, Teeks? You're fucking right. That is tacky bullshit. Killing or turning students and then taking their stuff? That's fucking tacky. It's tacky as shit. Meanwhile, Buffy meets a new guy, Riley, who Ooh. may just happen to turn out be- being a very big role in Buffy's life. Which wow, that's we can still parse that, but spoilery there. I no, guess that's foreshadowing. That's right. excellent foreshadowing. Come on. All right. Overall, I give this episode an eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree think that with was that. a great review. The tacky yeah. line for sure. It's again <laughs> we're seeing another favorite season premiere, and then whilst Xander pots and I... that yeah. What did he mean by that? Poots. Poots. I don't know. Like what? Uh, what could that no. be? Putts. Putters? Putts around. Yeah. You can put around, put around. Yeah, you can put around, yeah. Right. Now, I love that he uses the word, or the phrase different jobs, and glosses over the fact that Xander was a male stripper. I wonder if, 
Teeks is unhappy with that fact or just forgot about it. I would bank on forgot. It's a fun yeah. fact and it's played for laughs. It is a fun fact. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else do we have? Who? Oh, who won this episode? Oh, shit. I, Buffy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gets her confidence back, regains her mojo. No, Giles. Motherfucker. Giles. <laughs> Why does Giles win? Giles has a three-month-long bang fest <laughs> with Olivia. You've, you've made some wild assumptions. <laughs> okay, he has three months in which he is he is unemployed and is able to relax and figure out some shit about himself, right? I it's guess. implied that Buffy hasn't really seen him much during this time. He does get it on with Olivia, who is pretty great, and I don't know then still has a good relationship with the Slayer, even though he's not technically a Watcher anymore. I, I don't see but any like part of that of, that's not winning. At the end of the episode, his attempt to set Buffy free to go be her own person fails. Yeah. When he is unable to let her, like, fight demons and not help. Sure, but I mean, that's just character growth, I want to say. Listen, he banged Olivia... And that's more winning than Buffy being confused and then not confused. I'm I'm actually I'm gonna disagree with you. That's fine. We don't have to agree on things. We've we have never disagreed on this before. Well, here we go. Finally. Here we go. Season four, new leaf. Yeah. I'm I'm hundred percent saying Buffy resolving these conflicts in her life so quickly is nothing short of magic. <laughs> and that's why she wins. All right. Well, you can be as wrong as you want to. <laughs> <clears throat> what do we have coming up next episode? We have an episode called Living Conditions. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get enough Kathy. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to get some more Kathy. Because <laughs> I really don't have enough Kathy yet. I know, like, she's kind of annoying. She's set up to be someone that a conflict will happen with. Right. And, like, so this episode was... First day of college. And the next episodes, we'd be like, annoying roommate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, roommates that you don't know. What yeah. a bunch of fuckers. All right. Well, that was a solid episode. Our mm -hmm. listeners can reach out in all the usual ways. Email beyondthenew.hellmouth.gmail.com. Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. And, of course, individually, they can reach us on Zello. The walkie-talkie-esque social communication platform that is neither Allo nor Ello oh nor Duo. Oh my god, why are they all the same Because the, the English word hello no. is too obvious slash possibly taken. I should look up mm. if there's one just called hello. Anyway, I'm on there at Zello, Zello, Zello. Michaela? I'm on there at Zellers is bankrupt. Oh, take that, Zellers. Hot take. Burn. Fuck you. I think Zellers, Zellers is super Canadian. So. Oh, no, Canadian icons. <laughs> Until next week. Farewell from the hell mouth. <laughs>